This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House USA, the place where you get the chance to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders in America. My name is Nick Hoadley and I'm the CEO of Insurance Search. We specialize in helping insurance businesses grow and multiply their growth by attracting, recruiting and retaining the highest performing insurance professionals in the country. Each week in the Coffee House, we interview leading insurance business leaders and discover how they achieve their success, learn what advice they have for other aspiring insurance business leaders, and we discover what makes their business an attractive proposition for high-performing talent. This week on the podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Polanzani, who is the Managing Director of Bolton & Company based in California. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Tom, I've been looking forward to having you on the show for quite a while now, really looking forward to hearing more about your career and how you've got to where you are. Also really looking forward to hearing how things are going at at Bolton. And I think before we get into our questions today, it'd be nice if you could maybe give our listeners a bit of an insight into your career. It's been an interesting career. I actually sold my business to Bolton five years ago and uh, how I got into the insurance industry without making it too long of a story. I spent the first 12 years out of college at a recruiting company called Aerotech, which is a multi-billion dollar international recruiting firm. Actually never thought I would leave. Great job. I was running LA and Vegas markets. But my father had a small uh, benefits agency in Pasadena, and uh, he let me know that he was you know, probably going to retire in the next couple of years. And if I wanted to you know, take a look at it before he, he went to look to sell it. And I frankly didn't know much about what he did. I kind of thought of insurance, as many people did, as selling you know, life insurance policies over the table or whatever, kitchen table. Spent some time uh, researching it, really understanding the business. And I'll talk more about this later on, but just really realized what a great business it is and how many opportunities it opens up for you personally, financially, community-wise, just all kinds of things. So I uh, made the decision to uh, to leave Aerotech and, and go to, um, to, to join my dad. And that was a very strategic thing as well, working with a lot of family-owned companies over the years, I've seen how that can go south pretty quickly. So we were very structured and uh, we set up a plan where I'd work with him for uh, 18 months, learn the business, uh, figure it out, kind of get up to speed on it, buy him out. He'd work for me for nine months and then retire. And uh, we put that plan in action and it, it worked out great. And I uh, did that for 10 years on my own agency. Um, benefits grew it. And over time, and we could again, probably expand on this later, uh, made the decision to uh, to sell to Bolton and to to merge my business in with them, and um, it's that's probably been the best decision. You know that going into the industry initially, and then selling to Bolton have two been just fantastic decisions I've made that have been great for me financially as well as personally, and um, really, really have uh, just allowed me to do a lot of different things in my career that have just been really enjoyable. Fantastic, thank you, Tom. I think yeah, like you say, two big sort of milestones there from leaving that large recruitment business and you know setting up with your father that must have been a huge risk but it sounds like you put the steps in place to to mitigate that risk and, and to make it successful yeah i'd say that you know uh, you know again I, I have a great relationship with my father which 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 helped but any business decision even it, it happened again with bolton is 
I'm a big fan of communication and transparency and asking a lot of questions up front and, and, you know, and doing as much as you can to be sure you've covered, you know, the, the important things and then really making sure you're going into business with people you like. So obviously that was an easy decision with my father and then going with Bolton, the leadership and the, the, the group at Bolton made that very easy as well. But, you know, you're going to, as you know, you work 40 to 50 hours a week and you're going to do it for five, 10, 20 years. You don't want to go. And if it doesn't feel right at the beginning, walk away from it. And I actually have that same philosophy with clients. You know, I tell my salespeople, if we're struggling working with a, you know, a, a tough prospect that, you know, is hard to work with, isn't very friendly, doesn't give us the information we want. I'll often say, I know we want to sell, but let's, let's walk away now before we waste more time and energy. Cause this is going to be an ongoing problem. And I believe that, you know, in personal relationships, business relationships, and in both these cases, it really worked out well. And uh, it led to very uh, successful partnerships. Yeah, I'm sure that when you were looking after your own business, you're running your own business operation and you were selling to another partner. I think finding that right partner must have been a real key thing for you. What what was it about Bolton that attracted to you selling your business to them? Very similar companies in the sense that, you know, Bolton's employee owned, it's owned by the, you know, the employees and the management. I obviously own my company. Lineage is a family-owned company. Bolton's no longer, you know, a family-owned company, but it started that way 90 years ago. So very similar there. We actually chase a lot of the same type of companies, you know, middle market. Um, I'd compete with them. You know, every year I either took an account from Bolton or they took one from me. So there was a a friendly rivalry at times. It wasn't real friendly because I'd be pissed off if I lost. But uh, it was it was always done in, in good spirit and fair competition. And um, really just the idea, too, of growth. And that was kind of the biggest reason I decided to sell is I realized that um, unless I infused a lot of my own personal money, which I didn't really want to mortgage anymore and, and worked another 15 to 20 hours a week, my growth was somewhat limited in my own organization. And I like to grow. I'm about, you know, new opportunities for myself, for the people who work with me, um, you know, challenging yourself all the time, going after bigger and better deals. And so I saw that as an opportunity at Bolton where they were in a position to really want to do some serious growth at the time over the next five to 10 years. And I saw an opportunity to be a part of that and to really help them uh, to accomplish those goals. And I think when you add those together, it just, it made a lot of sense, you know, that, that I had a lot of energy and I wanted to do these things and they had the platform that I could uh, step right into and really uh, accomplish them. Perfect. Uh, and what's your role within the business now? So uh, about a year and a half ago, my role changed. For the first three and a half years, I was running the benefits department. So that's all things benefits. So sales, operations, carriers, the whole thing. And then in a year and a half, year and a half ago, uh, we made the decision to create a new role where I'm now overseeing sales or producers for the whole company. So yeah. the property, casualty, employee benefits, and personal lines. And um, that's been great because we have a, an amazing uh, producer uh, group, just super successful. We have everyone from you know end of career to brand new to the industry. And my role is to you know hire new people, to uh, help train and develop to uh, really uh, inspire and assist wherever I can our our most successful people and make sure that they accomplish their goals. And to really kind of look at that, you know, where are we going with the producers? What are, what are expectations? What is it, what's it going to look like in the future? You know, what this whole COVID thing obviously was a good challenge to that, but just all things and everything's producer and revenue uh, related. Great. And in terms of the business at the moment, where are you now as a company and what are your growth plans over the next couple of years? Yeah, we're, a, we're what you call a, um, you know, a, a large regional brokerage um, you know, based in Los Angeles, California, offices in Orange County and the Bay Area. 
um, doing business in all 50 states and in, I think, you know, 15 to 20 different uh, countries around the, the world. Um, but, you know, really, you know, right now still primarily California, but we're really expanding kind of, you know, more become a national player. Our, our business is, is not quite split, but it's almost 50-50 property casualty and benefits. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're large, like I said, for regional right to $60 million mark and just over 200 employees. And the growth we've seen over the last four to five years has been pretty uh, consistent. And, you know, I, I like to say we're always looking at at least double kind of the public markets in terms of what our growth is going to be like. And the vast majority of that growth is organic. Yeah. And it's done by both our current, um, you know, producer pool, which is, like I said, you know, I put them up against anybody but also uh, really a, a huge emphasis on continuing to hire. You know, we realize that if we're going to grow, we need to pre- keep bringing on salespeople, producers to make that happen. And we need to, as you know, some of our long-term employees are retiring out of the business, we need to make sure that we're replacing them with, with really qualified uh, producers as well. So that, that's a real challenge right now is to continue. You know, right now we're looking at six producers a year is pretty much the goal. Yeah. And we've done that for the last three years and we hope to continue that as we move forward. Awesome. It sounds like a great time to be at the company and exciting opportunities ahead. Tom, before we start the main body of our question today, as we are in the insurance coffee house, what's your go-to coffee of choice in the morning? I'm probably a different answer than you normally get for that, but my wife's actually from South Africa with, with British roots. So tea is the morning drink of choice around our house. So Five Roses tea is the, the go-to at, at home. And then when I'm, uh, I'm out of the house, I've actually... Uh, Switched just recently to straight black coffee. So wherever I am, Pete, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, doesn't matter. But uh, just simple black coffee when I'm uh, on the road. But uh, tea with the proper amount of milk and sugar is the, the go-to at our house. A nice a nice British cup of tea. Very nice. Yeah. Exactly. And the whole family, the two boys, they drink it as well. It's, uh, it's become a family staple. Tom, thank you so much for that. I'd like to just kick off by asking you, how did you break into your leadership position and how did you find that transition from your previous role where you might be more client facing or more or more technical focused? Well, kind of a, a long answer. My first experience in leadership was going back, well, what, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, but it was before I was in insurance, even at uh, in the staffing world. Yeah. Um, I did sales there for eight years and then uh, moved into a role running our Los Angeles and our Las Vegas office at the time. Um, so that was kind of my first taste of sales and sales leadership and management and hiring and all the thing that goes along with that. But in terms of that, uh, in, in the insurance world, you know, the, moving to Bolton is the first time I, this was five years ago. It's when I stopped becoming a day-to-day producer, even when I owned my own company. Um, yeah, I was the president of the company and I ran all the operations, but I also was the number one producer. So um, Bolton was the first time when, that I actually moved into a full-time, you know, management role without any sales responsibility um, personally. And that was hard because it, it's a hard, you're giving that up. You have to really be committed to the job and the company you're at. Because as you know, as a producer, once you give up that leverage of I have clients and I'm bringing in new clients, um, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're vulnerable. Yeah. And so that's a big, I always tell people who are looking at doing that to make sure they're really comfortable, that they want to do full-time uh, leadership or management, and that they're really comfortable in the role they're in with that company and that that company is going to be there to support them because- you know, for the first few years, I still have six or seven accounts I still take care of because they're long-term accounts of mine, but um, I'm not selling anything new for the last five years. So if I lose an account, my, my numbers just go down, which is fine, but it's a little scary when you look at that. And I've really enjoyed it because I was in, in, you know, more or less a full-time sales role for 20 plus years. So to not have that day-to-day grind is nice. 
but I still have that drive and that, that excitement of the, the sales meetings. And so I, I think I have the best job where I get to go on the finals presentation. I get to get involved in kind of the heated discussions and negotiations. And frankly, that's the fun part. You know, I get to kind of play in the playoffs, I guess, using a sports analogy without doing the spring training and all the other stuff that goes along with that. So, so for me, it was a, it was a natural time in my life, you know, 20 plus years into the career to do that. But I always caution people, be sure you want to do that. And are you ready to put up with other headaches that go along with management and leadership? I think that's great advice. I think we see it quite regularly where, where people got a very good book of business that they've built up over a long time, but they see that shining light of a, that promotion or that job title that they want. But that's the key question. Do they really want, want that role? Is that something they're really committed to? Are they prepared to give up their clients? Because like you say, you can be vulnerable if things don't, things don't work out. So I think that's, that's great advice, Tom. What would you say has been the biggest achievement in your leadership career today? Um, I'd say uh, on, a, on a very specific one, when I, when I bought the, the agency, the benefits agency, um, over the next five years, we pretty much retired because of you know, time and career and everything. Um, the employees that were there and the you know, legacy employees and brought on new employees. And that could be, if not done properly, it could, it could blow up in your face, both internally, internally, meaning kind of bad internal vibes with the organization, but also with clients if they feel like, you know, they're losing kind of the people they've worked with forever. So really um, strategically working with the current employees on a plan for them that works for them in terms of retirement and then hiring the right people, which is always the crapshoot, the, the key, and then communicating that with our clients. Um, so it truly, it's funny when you, when you looked at my old agency from, you know, the year I bought it to five years later, it was a totally new place. But for our clients, we, you know, we really didn't lose any. I mean, we had our natural attrition here and there, but um, I was really proud of the way we did that. And we kept the, the, the feel and the, the, the vibe of the organization the same while, you know, completely bringing in a whole new generation that could help us grow. So that was a, I was really happy with the way that worked. It was one of my biggest fears yeah. in doing that. And, uh, you know, we've done that now. We're continuing to do that, that on a bigger level here at Bolton as we have producers retiring that have been with us, you know, 25, 30 years, making that process smooth for them and comfortable. It's obviously a big lifestyle switch for them, um, internally handling the accounts. So it works for our internal employees. And then at the same time, making sure our clients feel like they're communicated with the whole way, that they have time to get to know the new producer and the new service staff and um, do that in a way that, you know, you're retaining the vast majority of that. I'd say we've gotten really good at that. And it's something that I think we're going to have to continue to always uh, you know refine and get better at over the next five to ten years as the natural course of those uh, succession planning happens throughout our organization. Thank you Tom. In terms of setbacks have you ever had a time in your career where you were overlooked for a position or you had an opportunity that didn't didn't quite go according to plan? Yeah I, I, I have to admit I've been pretty fortunate in my career. I, I, I've been blessed with um, you know no, no major setbacks like that. But I'd say the one I relate to a lot and I constantly remind myself about as I deal with employees currently at work is, um, you know, I started my first job right out of college, you know, 22 years old, didn't know how to tie a tie, you know, didn't know how to, you know, just do anything when it came to work. Well, fast forward 10 years later, I was up for a promotion within that organization. And uh, the guy who originally hired me now was at the senior level in the organization, which I thought was going to play to my advantage. But reality is, is he hadn't worked with me directly for the last seven years. So we went through the interview process and, you know, he was still viewing me as the 22 year old kid right out of college. 
And I literally, we, we had a pretty heart to heart meeting after our first interview for it. And I let him know that I'm not that same person. I've evolved over the last 10 years. I'm different. Um, I've grown, I've become, you know, a lot more, you know, refined as a professional and he took it well. And I ended up getting the job. It, it was kind of a little bit of a, uh, of a confrontational thing that worked out well, but I always remind myself of that, that, you know, I hired a lot of people, you know, now at Bolton that are doing well. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind it, remember, remember and remind myself that they're not the person I hired 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago. And you have to look at everybody for what they're doing now. And I'd say as a company, we really, it's one of the reasons I encourage people to come work at Bolton, not just as a producer, but as a client manager or a service person, because we have a lot of examples of people that were hired into roles. And within two or three years, they did two, three, four jumps up the ladder and now are running groups or departments. And it's because I, I really feel like we've done a good job of not looking at, you know, your, your years of service or it's not a union where it's like, you know, pecking order. No, if you have qualities and if you work hard and if you're willing to put the time in and you're creative and you bring dynamic leadership to the table, we're going to honor that. And I think that that's key for any organization that wants to grow and not be stagnant and really kind of, uh, you know, be different within the industry or any industry is you have to look at your employees with a fresh set of eyes and really give them an opportunity to excel and not hold them, you know, don't have that. Well, he was here before she was and the kind of, you have to look at that everybody as an own unique individual every six months and how they evolved and grown. And I think that's very appealing, actually, having a true meritocracy there and having examples of people. So so when you are recruiting new people into the business, you can say, you know, meet this guy or look at this guy. This is how they've developed throughout their career with us. And that, I think that only helps with attracting talent. And, and just to go last thing on that is sales, that, that generally happens on its own in sales, because obviously you put up numbers, your, your revenue is going to grow, you're going to make more money. But it, it's really hard to do that in an organization in, in the staff level or kind of support roles. And, and that's something that it's fun to see it happen. And we do have some of our people that oversee the staff and support roles come from a sales background. So I think the eyes are a little more open that it's about what you're doing for me, what your it's results driven versus, you know, affiliation or kind of being around. So it's, it's, it's been fun to see, and it's an area that I'm proud of our development within our organization. And I, I really uh, look to see that continue to grow throughout the years. Great. We've, we, we've talked a lot about talent and career development at, at the business. Turning to technology now, how, how do you use technology, Bolton and company, to really meet and exceed your clients' expectations? On a, on a service or, a, I guess, a process level, it's an area that I'm involved in. It's not my main focus. We have people that that's their world, but yeah. it's something we're really paying attention to. Uh, InsureTech and different products that are coming out there are, are key to our development. It's, it's key because, one, our clients expect it. So, you know, doing paper applications or things like that, just they don't do it for anything else. Why would they do it for insurance? Mm. But also it's an efficiency issue. I mean, if you ask me one of my concerns, it's it's the cost of labor um, going up while our uh, you know revenues or kind of commissions might be kind of flattening out or going down in a lot of areas. So being much more efficient with things, using technology so we don't have to repeat, filling out the same applications every year, year over year. There's, a, you know, I'm not going to name them specifically, but there's some there's a lot of technology out there that's constantly evolving that's making that a lot more streamlined and seamless process. The problem is, is too many different technologies that aren't completely uh, built out or aren't refined or don't talk together. They create more work, as we know. So there's a balance there of being cutting edge, new technologies, while not jumping into the latest, hottest thing all the time, because you have to make sure um, you don't, you know, the, the, the time it takes to switch technologies and to reboot something is is pretty daunting so you know it's a balance of 
being forward technology thinking while at the same time making sure that you know you're picking the right ones and you're not going to always get it right. Um, on the sales end, you know, COVID has created, you know, we've always used technology, but Zoom and Teams, have, you know, we we had it. I think I was on Teams five to ten times before COVID hit, and you know, on March seventeenth, I was on it ten times that day. So it, it really, um, th- this has really created, you know, this is going to be the new way we do a lot of things, which is good in, in many ways. Um, things like social selling through LinkedIn and um, all the different apps that are out there is something that once again we did, but really figuring out, you know. What, what else to use within LinkedIn or Zoom, Zoom Info or other things that are out there that could really help our salespeople get a leg up. Um, but again, just buying technology to buy it doesn't work. You have to make sure you have uh, adapters on your team and that you hold them accountable to it and that you, um, you, know, you don't overdo it because there's some of this technology, you, know, you could spend your whole day doing it, but you still have to make phone calls and create you know, opportunities and network and, and meet people. So um, it's a never ending thing. It's an area that I'd say we're, I'd give us probably a, a B at Bolton on, you know, we, we need to get better at it. We've improved and we're going to continue to improve. And it's one of our big initiatives over the next couple of years. Just talking about the pandemic there, obviously you're heading up a, a large team of producers who are used to going out there, meeting with clients, meeting with prospects, uh, maybe entertaining, corporate entertaining, all, all those sort of traditional ways of building those relationships. Obviously, a lot of that hasn't been able to to happen over the last 12 months so how have you found your producers adapted to that and are they using technology more to try and um, bring those prospects through and create those relationships yeah it was definitely a challenge i'd say the vast majority of our producers are very um personality driven mm-hmm. obviously they're very technically savvy they're you know they're insurance professionals but they definitely you know the power of their personality meeting people getting face to face is where they really shine and win and so this was a, a tough change. And we, you know, thankfully we had a really good 2020. Um, I, I, I tempted to say shockingly, you know, based on what was going on, but it turned out to be a great year for us, you know, in terms of the business, um, but using technology, using zoom, um, you know, we use teams internally, you know, the Microsoft teams that's been good. And most of our clients are pretty up to speed on it as well. And we've done a lot of, um, you know, happy hours and coffees and sending clients, you know, Grubhub gift certificates, you know, wine tastings, cooking classes, those are good. I mean, I, I believe they, they have their place. I think a lot of people are just burnt out in general. So, you know, even if it's a fun cooking class at four o'clock, if I've, if it's a choice between that and just turning off my camera and going for a run or a walk, I think a lot of people would pick the, the walk or the run. So, you know, we're, we're trying to use technology and being creative where possible, but also realizing that there's still, you know, it, it's, it has its limits. Um, we're starting to open up a little bit in California. So, you know, people are doing some lunches and breakfasts, you know, it's still nowhere near what it was before. Um, but there, there's a balance. And what's great about this, I, I'd say Bolton in general, and, and we're probably not unique, but, um, you know, we really let people be their own employer, you know, their own their own business. You know, I always say you work for Bolton, you have all of our resources, all the great things that we could provide you as a service for your clients. But at the end of the day, it's your brand that, you know, the clients that's working with. So be that what it may for each person. And, you know, our job is to give you ideas and resources, help with marketing. But, you know, we have 40 producers and they do it 40 different ways. And that, that's kind of the joy of it. And, and I often I'll tell people that are looking to work here. If you're looking for a, a cookie cutter plan where you know what you're going to do at eight in the morning, all the way to five in the afternoon, and you're going to have, you know, your calls set up for you and, you know, don't work here. You know, that, that's go to go to some some company that is inside sales and they want to track all your stuff. That's not what we're all about. We're about giving people um, amazing platform with amazing resources, great collaboration, but then letting you have your creativity to create that brand and go about it your own way. 
It sounds very entrepreneurial and um, brings us quite nicely on actually to our to our next round of questions, the espresso round, so-called because they're short, sharp and straight to the point. The espresso round. Just following on from that last question, actually, Tom, what are the characteristics about Bolton and make it such a great place to work at? I'd say we're um, a place that the people are driven to succeed and excel both personally, professionally and financially. Yet at the same time, it's an environment where, you know, people want to actually make relationships and, and have a healthy life. Um, you'll hear, you know, if, if you interview here, you talk to people, you're going to hear a lot of people talk about their family and their kids and, um, you know, their vacations and their hobbies. And, and, and yes, you have to work hard and, you know, we all want to make money and be successful, but we also, we have a life to live. And, and I'm a big believer in finding a balance. And I think if you find that balance, you're going to, you're going to be, you know, do very well in, in both life and in work. And, um, you know, if you're in distress in either one of them, you're not going to succeed. So I, I think that's a, a pretty exciting uh, balance to, to strike. And that's certainly the culture that I've experienced with all my dealings with you guys there. That's very much good personal lifestyle as well as working hard. Tom, what are the opportunities that you provide to high-performing insurance professionals who want to progress their career to the next level? Yeah, I mean, besides just the regular kind of internal promotion stuff, we, we spend a lot of time and money on internal training. So we kind of, it's Bolton University. That's everything from, you know, weekly classes on, you know, how to get your Excel skills up or using PowerPoint better um, to we have actually, um, we have a leadership training class every year where we select uh, 12 individuals throughout the organization. So they could be in management all the way down to a, you know, a junior client manager to a producer to enter this. And it's an intensive 12 month training program taught by an outside a professional development coach where it's all about leadership and management. And uh, we're doing our third year of that coming up right now. And that's just been a really well received and it's allowed people to grow and really challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. And then we have, we, we work with a lot of external organizations as well. You know, we spend a fair amount of money sending people to different trainings. Once again, it could be sales focused, insurance focused. Um, it could be, you know, uh, project management, leader org chart development, a lot of different things. And you know, part of our review process every year is, is asking people, what do they want to get better at this year outside of their job? Um, and then, you know, is there a class they could take for that? Is there an online training? Is there somewhere they want to go? Um, and, and really trying to build that into their, you know, that, that the criteria for that year or their curriculum for the year. Um, so not only is it helping for the organization, but they're developing themselves personally. Also, it sounds like a, a great opportunity. So sort of turning things around when you are interviewing people or you are hiring people, what are the skills and behaviors you demand in people who come and join Bolton? Uh, hardworking and, and, and strong ethics are just, you know, table stakes. Obviously, those things have to be there. But clarity and transparency are things that I definitely look for. Um, I think that really messes up teams a lot, whatever level you want. It could be an entry level or it could be at the highest level. If, if you're not clear in your communication, if you're not um, direct with your, your, your peers, you know, whether up or down the food chain um, for what you're looking for and what you want, it just creates a bunch of noise that is unneeded. So I'd say that, um, you know, someone who knows what they want is very clear about it and is direct is a key thing. And then um, someone who likes to not even likes, but it's, it's, it's innate in them that they like to help others, that they're, they're a teacher, they're a coach. So people who come from an education background, from a sports background, you know, parents, just people that are used to helping others and not getting anything out of it. Um, that's one thing you'll notice. I, you know, one of the things that people often will tell me after they've been at Bolton for a year, 18 months, especially they came from a large organization, you know, a national brand, is they can't believe they can just pick up the phone and call any of our executives, or if we're in the office, walk in their office, and just 
get what they want or have a conversation. You don't have to you know, go through a chain of command. Or you don't have to have a, a meeting two months from now. Or if you want to have, if you want to close a deal and it's the owner of this company or a prospect where you want to go, you know, you just have to ask our CEO or our president or chairman, any of those people to go on the meeting. They'll go on the meeting. I mean, it's just, that's what we do. We're all, we're all out, out to get the same thing and to succeed. And, uh, you know, so you have to want it to enjoy helping people succeed and really get a thrill out of that. Um, Cause that, that, that's what we do on a daily basis. And that links in really well to what you were saying earlier about having well-rounded people, having that personal time, having that work-life balance so that they they can get out into the community and bring that personality and that culture into the office. Flipping things around, what do you find is the largest challenge when recruiting or attracting new talent to the business? I've heard this before in in similar talks like this, so it's probably nothing new, but it's it's getting people to realize how great this job is. I mean, I didn't realize it. My dad was in it, and I didn't realize it until I was in my early 30s that it's such a unique mix of um, helping businesses grow, providing them a needed thing to you know provide risk to their business protection or to provide benefits to help them uh, recruit and retain talented employees, while at the same time you know being a, a usually a community stalwart. You know people that are in insurance, they're good people in the community. Know they do it. They're they're part of the society. An unlimited income opportunity. I mean, it is an amazing job. There's very few sales jobs or jobs in general out there that anyone could come up with that, that, that could show me that are better than this job. And, you know, it's a lot of hard work at the beginning. You really have to grind to, you know, build up that book. But once you get that book going, you're going to get the referrals, you're going to get the natural, you know, uh, leads that come in for new business and the lifestyle that allows you to live, you know, with, you know, as you get older with your family and travel and kids and coaching and things like that, which actually leads to more business because you're meeting other, other business owners. I mean, it's just this whole cycle of, yeah. Um, you know, one thing leads to the other. It's just so amazing. But the, the biggest challenge I have, we do a lot of recruiting. We call it career transition. So it's mid-career people that are in sales that, that we bring into this industry. And the, the biggest challenge there is oftentimes they're doing well in that industry. So they might be making good money, but it's capped money. It's not money that, you know, it's nowhere near what they can make being successful in what we do. But it's hard for them to, they have a mortgage, they have some kids to take that leap of faith. And we try as hard as we can to make it work financially for them, but sometimes we just can't make, match that number. So getting them to understand if they just for two years make this change, they're going to, the next 20 years of their life are going to be so much better. And, you know, we have tons of examples of people who have done that and they just laugh saying, I can't believe I considered not doing this. Um, but that's just the, the natural story. So we're always looking for those special people that are willing to make that change. And, you know, they'll, they'll put three to five years into it to see how good it is. And then we both, you know, everyone's happy for the rest of their career. And it's, it's great that you've got so many examples of, of success within your team now. That really helps when recruiting those people because we know, you know the industry inside out. We know what a great opportunity it is, but it's about educating talented salespeople and talented people from other industries and just educating them about the opportunities. So uh, the fact that you've got so many good examples there already in-house that you can show those people, I'm sure, pays a lot of benefits. If there are any insurance executives, producers or account executives out there in the US at the moment sort of considering their next move or opportunity, what would your advice be to them? I'd say like kind of going back to my story from the beginning, if you're going to make a move to a new organization, I'd say vet the, the, the organization, you know, the finances, the growth, the, the business plan for that organization in the next five years to make sure that there's really room for you and you can do what you want to do. But then just as equally, I would make sure that you spend a lot of time with the people you're going to be working with. So that's obviously the, 
the senior leadership, but also kind of that next level down, the people that you're going to, that are going to be that next level that hopefully you're going to be working with for the next 10 to 15 years. And, you know, grab dinner, grab lunch, you know, get out of the office, the formal interview setting, um, you know, and make sure that, that, that you guys connect. It doesn't mean you have to be your best friends. It doesn't mean you're going to agree on everything, but you have to have the general same philosophy on life, um, you know, on, on time off, on work ethic, on, um, you know, how you treat people, your employees, you know, do they, you know, do they give the employees good benefits? You know, that's a simple thing, but how do they, do they value their employees? I mean, those are types of things that it, it's sometimes almost easy to overlook, especially if it's a bigger organization, because you just assume it, but don't assume anything. I mean, ask those questions, because once you, you make that change, it's, it, it could be a really rough couple of years if, it, if, it, uh, if you missed out on some key indicators that are going to create, you know, nonstop um, struggles with, uh, between you and them. Great advice. Thank you, Tom. We've almost reached the end of our time together in the Insurance Coffee House USA today. But before we go, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And how would they go about contacting you after the show? So uh, not really closing advice. I would like to make kind of maybe a, another pitch out there. There's a lot of producers that are at the tail end of their career, whether they're a large organization or they might own, own their own small brokerage. And we have had, again, going back to internal, you know, we have four people we've hired over the last 10 years that were in that situation. And they came to Bolton really with the idea they'd come over two or three years, get their earn out and kind of sail off in the sunset. But what's happened with all four of these people is they've realized they've loved it. They, they've gotten, they no longer have to run a business. They no longer have to worry about staffing. They no longer have to worry about all the service stuff. They get to take care of their current clients, actually sell more business because they just naturally have, have relationships and really enjoy the last part of their career. And um, three of those four that I'm talking about, their books of business are bigger now than they ever were before. And they have no plans of retiring anytime soon. And so we're really, you know, as much as we're looking to hire, you know, the, the people are, you know, the growth mode, we've really found that um, we've built a, a nice model for people on the tail end of their careers as well, that uh, they, it's great for them and great for their clients. So that's just kind of a thought there. And then in terms of contacting me, you know, we, as I mentioned, we are looking to hire, we're, we're really looking for people that are ambitious, growth oriented, that are creative, outgoing, and, and want to be part of, of an organization that's not only large and successful, but also has a lot of upside and a lot of, um, you know, really great years in front of us. So, um, you know, they can contact, obviously go through a Bolton Co. So B-O-L-T-O-N-C-O.com is our website, you know, contacting you, Nick, but my email is T Polenzani, my long last name, P-O-L-E-N-Z-A-N-I at boltonco.com and feel free to always you know call me or text me at 310-497-2606 so um nick i've appreciated the time uh you know great stuff and uh hopefully this would uh this this chat could help some people and i'm i love helping people in the career whether we ever work together directly love people reaching out just asking questions and advice and kind of thoughts on uh if i could help them out in any way please feel free to contact me yeah, Tom, thank you for that. That's absolutely perfect. And we'll make sure that we post all of those contact details on the show notes so people can reach out straight to you following the show. Tom, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you in the Insurance Coffee House USA. Really enjoyed hearing about your career and also the great work that you're doing at Bolton & Co. There. So thank you very much. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure. And to all the insurance business leaders out there, whether you're in the United States or internationally, UK, Europe, or across the world, we thank you for listening today. And I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights and learnings from Tom today. If you do enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. 
And remember to download and subscribe to the show so you receive each one of our episodes into your podcast app each week. Till next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House USA. Take You've care. been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.